We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I will be your host, Scott Kennedy, filling in for Chad Jensen, along with my co-host on this side over here, Zach Kelberman. You know him, you love him. Zach, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty well, Scott. We have uh, shocker, more Russell Wilson uh, news and discourse to dive into, but it's always fun. Uh, looking forward to picking your brain on it. Yeah, I think with Russell Wilson, this one, I just what I wanted to get into it is, you know, we, we've talked Russell Wilson a lot, but there's the different options. Uh, Spot Rack did a really nice job of breaking down um, all the different options. Michael Giannetti broke down the, the different options and how the contract. So this isn't necessarily about Russell Wilson. It's about the finances and what Russell Wilson can do to help rebuild this team and the available money that's going to be there based on the decision that is made. And, you know, let's just get this out in the open. There are no good decisions. There's there's no happy ending here. Uh, you know, to, <laughs> there's a joke in there somewhere too, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, we, we had some news that kind of leans the way that tells us, you know, what's about to happen and then we can get into the different options and the ramifications. And Zach, what 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 has been going on with Russell Wilson in the last week? It looks like the divorce is uh, coming to a head, Scott, because he's accepting offers on his uh, Denver mansion that him and Sierra uh, cohabitate. And there's rumors that he can be a starter for multiple teams around the NFL. So where there's smoke, there's fire usually with some of this stuff. And all signs now that we're nearing, we're, we're within a month now of that March 17 deadline. All signs are pointing to the, the Broncos moving on from Russ and uh, Russ getting a uh, speedy handle on things pretty quickly. Yeah, I think the teams to watch for, and we I, I talked a lot about them on Friday, and thanks, I know a lot of you joined me on Friday, just the, the quarterback carousel where they could could go. Um, and it was ESPN NFL insider Jeremy Fowler uh, about Wilson. He says that he, he's still being viewed as a starter, and the teams that are out there that look like you know they're in the market for quarterbacks, Patriots, Falcons, Buccaneers, Vikings, Raiders, Steelers, and, and Commanders, and that doesn't even leave the Bears, but we think the Bears kind of know what they're going to do here. Uh, what we want to do is, uh, you know, kind of like a bull here. When I see red, well, you know, want to go red. So I want to say we go live on this show every night, every day. Uh, 
there's like 10 or 11 shows a week now on MHH because we like the conversation with y'all. For people like Troy, and Troy comes in, and uh, Troy normally comes in, you know, with about twenty dollars is is normal, and he's apologizing with a hundred dollar super chat, saying he hasn't been here as often. He says, "Hey guys, can't watch live much anymore, but want to support all the shows. I trust Sean Payton. Thanks for the discussions, Troy. Thank you." Yeah, thank you, Troy. You have nothing to apologize about, nothing to feel sorry over. You are an instrumental part of this community, and seeing something like that is so humbling to both of us and, and Chad when he sees this as well. So uh, thank you for your discussion and what you bring to the table for the podcast. Yeah, I'm going to touch my gain down just a little bit. I hurt myself on uh, on Facebook for a moment when I fired up that side so I can keep an eye on that side of the chat. For folks like Michael Ranquillo, who just came in with some stars, um, and as he is wont to do, he says, good evening, Zach and Scott on the Mile High Huddle podcast. Thank you. Chad's out for two weeks. We're already about four days into that. So you'll get uh, a dose of me this week. And then and then uh, Chad should be back sometime next week, I think. But we'll keep it going. And hopefully the news will keep coming. So we don't have to keep saying the same thing over and over and over again. So good to see you, Michael. Uh, David Youngkin was in here with a $5 super chat before we had even really gotten started. He wants to talk Michael Penix. From Washington, Zach, he says, if Michael Penick's injury history wasn't such an issue, I would love to get him. There's the injury history for sure, but there's also the matter of can he hold up against an NFL pass rush? The playoff, the national championship was kind of eye-opening when you watch Penick's game because he seemed kind of uh, – uh, tentative against the pass rush and scared, and he kind of willed it. Also, he is a lefty, Scott, and there is some sort of – I don't know whether it's a conspiracy theory or a curse or something to do with lefty quarterbacks, but there's not too many of them in NFL history. There's not too many of them starting in the NFL currently uh, to a tag of Aloha being one. That's also kind of the knock on Penix. Maybe if they trade down, this is where I stand with him, Scott, feel free to disagree. Maybe if they trade down to the twenties and they want to go after Penix, I'm okay with that. But increasingly I'm becoming less and less open to pulling the trigger on him at number 12. The ball spins different. It spins the other way. So right. I don't know if, if any of y'all ever caught a long pass with a tight spiral, but it, it actually starts to rotate a little bit. The nose starts to spin based on the rotation on a flight. It goes the other direction. I'm, I'm kidding. It actually is true, but that shouldn't make, shouldn't affect. <laughs> I, I don't know how much, you know, lefty righty, you know, I'm, I'm still, I still can't figure out the whole, why can't left-handers play catcher? You know how easy a back pick is for a left-handed hitter on a, on a, on a guy at, at first base. I don't know. There's it's it's just bias lefty. I am left-handed, so we'll get that out of the way. We're the only ones in our right mind. So, David, thank you for coming in with the super chat. Kay Shiguki TV coming in. He's saying to achieve Zach's offensive dream, he wants Drake May or JJ McCarthy as quarterback. I don't know if J.J. McCarthy would qualify as the dream, Scott. Drake May definitely would if the Broncos can move up or if some in twisted universe he falls to you know near 12 or at 12. I'd love to have Drake May. J.J. I'm warming up to. He's just not my plan A, not my plan B. Obviously, you'd like Drake May, you'd like uh, Jaden Daniels. But there's something there with J.J. I feel like, Scott, and you've kind of increasingly turned me on to him, uh, pause, but he's only 21. He has a lot of growing left to do. He throws great on the run. He plays well in structure. I mean, that's what Sean Payton's looking for, and you can mold that over the course of the long term. He's got a fantastic arm, uh, and, and his his mobile ability, you know, I don't want to say Aaron Rodgers yet, but it's really, really good. Drake May is... 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Almost Matthew Stafford-esque in his ability to get rid of the ball from different angles, from different arm slots with velocity on it. Now, Matthew Stafford's one of the best I ever saw at doing something like that. So that's a, a lofty comparison. But Drake May is pretty darn good as well. Appreciate you, uh, Kay Shiguki. Yeah. And uh, David's like, hey, listen, I'm not saying 12. Um, but, you know, having JJ, or having Michael Penix on there. Yeah, Michael Penix would be a good day two pick, I think, where you're not necessarily so worried about it, uh, about the injuries. Because I believe... I have to look it back up, but I think he suffered four separate season-ending injuries because he played six years in college. He was on the uh, the Pi Kappa Alpha Auburn plan that I think all of us were on where we majored in fraternity instead of school. So he was there six years like Tommy Boy was. And uh, he, uh, I think he, he, he had season engine injuries on, in four of his first years and then played his last two relatively healthy at Washington. Yeah, it's definitely the injury jacket is something that he'll have to be uh, scrutinized about. But again, I'd like the option a lot more than signing a Jimmy Garoppolo in, in free agency or a Jameis Winston or Sam Darnold. Take the chance on a rookie. If that rookie is Michael Penix, if that's who Sean Payton deems worthy, then I can get on board with the David for sure at some point in the first round. And George Fox coming in too. He says, thanks for all your input on the team. We need so much help, but quarterback is still the top of the list. I like a, a quarterback with a big arm. That can be taught touch. Denver Broncos for life, MHH for life. Some of that comes with age and, and ego. Um, 
I, my dad was in the golf business for a long time and he was a really good golfer. I still don't think I could beat him. It's like the only thing that as a son, I didn't pass him on as we grew up is 75 years old and still beat me in golf. And I could, if people say, Oh, do you golf? I'm like, I'm a good, are you a good golfer? I'm like, I'm a hitter. I'm not a golfer. I'm hell on a driving range, but I don't have touch. Now that I've gotten old, I don't hit it near as far and I'm a better golfer. Cause I'm like, Hey, I'm not going to hit it 320 anymore. It's just not going to happen. So I might as well work on my short game. Hey, that actually works. So some of that comes with experience, George. You know, you get the guys out there that are always trying to show off the fastball. And um, the thing is, is you've got to have enough of a fastball to even get a tryout. You know, it's like everybody going back to baseball. I know Maurice says, hey, baseball season uh, over on Facebook. I'm going back to baseball again. You know, everybody to get looks, you know, you zip the radar gun and you're going to get looks. That doesn't necessarily mean you can pitch. You have to learn how to pitch. But if you don't have enough of that fastball, you never really get the chance. So the big arm, George, I'm with you. And there's some there's some good arms in this class. Yeah, and as long as I feel, Scott, the one thing we can agree on, most of us, is as long as the Broncos come away with one of those arms and one of those exciting prospects, there is something that we can look forward to in terms of hope for the 2024 season. What doesn't inspire hope to me is just treading water again with another reclamation project, and I hate to keep beating that drum. I'm just so scared. I have such PTSD of the last eight years. I don't want to go through that again. The one the one thing I, just, I want to just constantly remind people – because I still constantly see it in the chat is this belief that if you draft a quarterback and if you give him a long enough timeline, he will become a franchise guy. That's just not how it works. So yes, you've got to take your shot. That doesn't mean, oh, well, it's okay. We'll get him and we'll sit him for a year and he'll become X guy who sat for a year and was great. I saw Patrick Mahomes in the chat. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's just... That's not how it works. There is a very good chance that whoever you take isn't going to succeed. But I promise you, you know, you miss all the shots you don't take. I promise you, if you, if you don't take a quarterback, you won't have a quarterback. Hey, there's the big hot take for the night, Zach. So you've <laughs> got to try. You just can't assume that it's all of a sudden it's going to work. We just have to develop him. He just has to develop. Man, this, this, isn't, this isn't coal and pressure and a diamond. There's no guarantees here. But you have to at least take your shot, Zach. Yeah, you do. And the thing is, when you take your shot, the quarterbacks that end up working out, those quarterbacks are in comfortable, successful offensive systems with coaches that know what they're doing. So the one thing that we can say, unlike in previous years, when the Broncos went, not if they do take that shot this April on a quarterback, they're going to be bringing that quarterback into safe hands, Sean Payton's hands. And uh, you know he's being paid the big bucks for it. And at least the Broncos have... Uh, um, trust that he's going to get it right. Do you have the patience? Do so you have the patience to, to bring in a rookie quarterback? Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Hopefully. find out. We'll find out. We'll find out because I, I think they won't have the money even if they go and get a bridge-type quarterback. They go That won't preclude them from drafting someone anyway. It's like, oh, well, they just signed Sam Darnold for $5 million. Yeah, that means zero for the draft. Zero. Yeah. You know, now if you were to get Kirk Cousins at $40 million, you're probably not going to draft a rookie quarterback. Um, Rock Chalk coming in over on YouTube as well. Rock Chalk Broncos with a uh, yellow super chat. We're getting all kinds of colors in here tonight. Thank you, my friend. He says Broncos should rip the $85 million Wilson Band-Aid off. That is the full freight. And we're going to get into our topic tonight because I want to discuss 
the you know we we've hinted we've talked about the numbers 85 million divided by two 40 million each year but it can be massaged in different ways and i think we pretty much have already decided he's gone russell wilson is is will be leaving what are the different options the 24 season is going to be a rough one but gives them an excuse to sit a rookie quarterback behind a vet for a year then build around him in 2025 hashtag mhh for life hashtag denver broncos for life my question here, and then we'll get into some of the numbers, is if you've got your rookie quarterback, why redshirt him? You know, if this, this guy's coming in at 24 years old, if you're getting Bo Nix, if you're getting Michael Penix, he's coming in at 24 years old. Um, and I think Bo Nix turns 24 this week. That might be right. It's it's right around here, like 225 or somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, why redshirt him? Why not, why not play him early? You know, so... I, if, if they're not ready, don't take them, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, unless there's injury concerns or, you know, and, and if, if it's a Joe Milton type, well, that's a long projection anyway, but if you're taking a guy in the first two rounds yeah. and he shows well in camp, play him, play. I don't know. Why do I need Stidham for a year? If I got Bo Nix ready to go. You are barking up the right tree. I'm always in favor, Scott, of the younger players, especially quarterbacks getting the reps. We talk about Patrick Mahomes and Jordan Love and all these quarterbacks that sat behind others. Well, they didn't really take that leap until they got on the field and started taking those reps, good and bad, getting that experience under their belt. And that's why if they do, like you said, if they do take the shot in the first round, get him on the field. That's that's the only way you're going to figure out whether he's good or bad is if he plays on the field. Yeah, and as, as Kay Shigoki comes back in, he says, uh, keep Stidham and draft a quarterback, reload the offense. Yeah, uh, no problem. You know, Stidham's, Stidham's in, he knows Sean Payton's system. He can help teach Sean Payton's system. He's already there, so he could help with a rookie. And if the rookie is, as soon as he's got the terminology down, if he's looking serviceable in in, uh, in practice, play him. You, you, you need to play him to get him going. Um Appreciate you, KS, coming in twice. There's a uh, there's an article they they the Spotrack. We've talked about it a lot, but Spotrack did a really good job. I like to post these in the chat. If we're going to aggregate their content, let's give them some love. So I just put a link in there. Um, but Spotrack broke down the numbers and the different options uh, for for what they have and the available cap space and what happens. And again, none of it is really very positive. Um, no matter what happens. He gets, and I'm just going to use round numbers here. It's 39, so I'm just going to say 40 every time. He gets $40 million cash money. He gets another $40 million payment for the 2024 season. Whether that's split up, that, but where it comes in, because part of it's a roster, his, his, his base salary, and part of it is an option guarantee. So he gets $40 million. And if you decide as, as Broncos... Um, as Rock Chalk Broncos says, if you decide just to do it all right now and just cut them and eat the whole thing all at once, it is an $85 million dead cap hit. And uh, the record, I think, is like $43 million on Matt Ryan. That would double it in year one. And frankly, it'd be hard to get low enough to be able to absorb because you're already, what, 2200 yeah, yeah. to to cut $100 million worth of contracts? would not be easy to to be possible let alone how hard i mean it would be tough but it'd be hard to to take the you've got enough guaranteed money out there and rookies and 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 signing bonuses and stuff it'd be almost impossible to do that all at once 
Yeah, it would. And you're pretty much going to have to gut the roster trading other veterans to make up for the the dead cap money. You're going to have some players on cost-controlled contracts. And if the Broncos trade down, Scott, and accumulate draft picks, they can have more players on on you know uh, uh, less, less expensive contracts. But it's going to be a, a tough process, no doubt. Yeah, and draft time says, let's do it now. He says, take the whole dead cap hit in year one. Do you want a stake for two years or... Or one one, probably might be, probably said stink. Do you want to stink stink for two years, or or just on on one? Um, now I was just and I, we've had articles and stuff do this before, but I just did back of the napkin math and saved sixty million dollars with uh, extensions on guys. Guys, you ended up keeping between Simmons, Sutton, Bowles, cutting Patrick, uh, DJ Jones. There's five guys. And I went from minus 20 to plus 40 right there pretty easily without losing. The only player I lose uh, was DJ Jones and, well, and Russell Wilson. So, but you're replacing Russell Wilson with a cheap draft pick and a guy who's already counting towards a cap and Jarrett Stidham. So you're, you're okay there. Um, so I just, I think it'd be really tough, but you can massage this where you can take a much bigger hit in, in, uh, this year versus next year. So the post June one designation, as this says, if the Broncos were to do nothing, uh, but, but cut him and designate it post June one, Denver would carry his 35.4 million cap in a June, then take on a dead cap hit of 53 million for 2024 and 32 million for 2025. Just because of the way it's set up, it would go from 50 this year to 32 next year. Well, 2025 Russell Wilson's cap hit for 2025 is 55 million dollars. So you would you we want to talk about this and this is being crippled for all this time. No. No sir, Zach. You take a, a hit this year, but you actually save 20 million dollars yeah. because of a 30 million dollar dead cap hit against a 55 million dollar cap hit that you were scheduled to have. You're saving 20 plus million dollars that is now back in your kitty. That's why this move is being made. Yeah, the salary cap's always increasing, and the Broncos, it depends kind of, Scott, how the Broncos figure the year is going to go. Do they s- swallow the bullet, bite the bullet, whatever, you know, rip the Band-Aid off and just kind of come to terms with the fact they're going to be rebuilding, they're not going to be a playoff team, and then kind of reload for 2025? That's a possibility. They could make up the difference like you talked about with the back of the napkin math. There's ways of getting around the salary cap in terms of, you know, evening it out. And also, you know, George Payton himself said, we're not going to be in on the first wave of free agency. We're going to be in the B and C waves and kind of build the roster around cheap veterans and use draft picks and hopefully hit on good players. So I'm of the mind as well. Just get it over with, take the cap hit and move on. So the the next thing they can do is that option. I mentioned there's an option bonus of 17 million. And there's a base salary of 22. The 22 is not going anywhere. Or the 17, I'm sorry, I got that backwards. 17 million base salary, 22 option bonus. The next thing they can do is if Denver exercises the option bonus, they can push 17.6 million of that cap into 2025, leading to a dead ca- a cap hit of 35.4 in 2024 and a 50 in 2025. So you're still taking... 85 million dollars um and you're taking the bigger cap hit in 2025 of 50 million dollars there's one reason you might do that and only one i can think of if you think the salary cap's gonna bump about 50 million dollars that's the only reason otherwise i'm here with uh i'm here with rock chalk 
I'm here with draft time. Take your medicine early, as much of it as you feasibly can this year, and and get it over with. And you're actually rebuilding with extra money. But if you think you're going to get a giant salary cap increase in uh, in 2025, maybe you push it back as far as you can. Yeah, I see the logic in that as well. I mean, if they split it, they can take some of their medicine this season and also negate the the impact of it by releasing other veterans or trading other veterans, extending other veterans. Okay, then you have the other chunk for 2025. Maybe your roster is in better shape. Maybe the salary cap does go up, and then you kind of negate the difference with that. I could see it going both ways, Scott, but the end result is the same. The Broncos will eat this record-setting amount of money to move on from Russ after only two seasons. Yeah, and there is one way where they say, okay, listen, we're re-signing Bowles, we're re-signing Sutton, we're re-signing, we're giving them new contracts to drop their cap numbers down as low as possible in 2024. We're going to make one more run at this thing in 2024. They can cap convert it. They can take that 22 million option and convert it, convert 15.8 into a signing bonus and then do a post-June 1 designation. And that would lead to a a dead cap hit of 22.7 this year that's it but then it goes to 62.2 in 2025 and he's still going to get his 40 million dollars the next month that i i don't like that option i don't want to kick the can down the road you know if you're you're either going with a bridge quarterback or a rookie you're not going for a super bowl in in 2024 i think you can be better i really do i think you can improve on 8 and 9 Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But I don't think you're competing for a championship. Let's let's take the cap hit, survive, and see if we can make one more run at this thing in 2025. Yeah, and 2025 is going to be th- uh, Sean Payton's third year, Scott. And the expectations in Sean Payton's third year, you know, the excuses of he doesn't have his players, doesn't have his culture, it's not his way yet, that is out the window. By the third year, everyone should be in place, and the Broncos should be making a move for the postseason. So if, if this is going to bleed into one year predominantly, I'd rather it bleed into 2024, you know, take your lumps and move on and get ready for 25. Other ways you can improve the roster as we're talking here is can we get comp picks? Case Shaguki TV comes in for the hat trick, third time coming in. Thank you. Uh, he says, can we get compacts, comp picks, compensation draft picks in 25 or 26? Now, if I'm not mistaken, they happen... What you may rem- know this better than me. I know Nick would know. That's why I lean on him for the technical stuff. If I'm awarded a comp pick for losing Lloyd Cushenberry, let's say I get a fifth round comp pick for losing Lloyd Cushenberry. When would I get that pick? Would I get it in 2026? I think it'd be 25. 
I think it's 25 also. Yeah, I think it's two but years. 24, because you lose them, you lose them, you wouldn't get it right away. You'd get it in 2025 as a comp, a comp pick at the end. Um, what you have to do is you have to be basically a net loser on this. That yeah. much I do know. Um, if you are signing free agents of your own, then it, it cancels out your comp pick. So you, and if you're fighting the salary cap, there's a pretty good chance you're not signing free agents of your own. So if you lose Lloyd Cushenberry, like last year, you lost, uh, who was it? Draymond, you lost Draymond Jones, mm -hmm. but you signed Zach Allen. Those cancel each other out. Um, you, you didn't, so you, you don't get a comp pick there. Um, but two guys, let's see, would be the most valuable free agents out there. Lloyd Cushenberry and Josie Jewell. Yeah. You know, so there's not a lot of comp pick possibilities. There's, there's one possibility, more. But not great ones. There's one more, but he's not a player. And that would be Vance Joseph. And somehow, if, if VJ gets a head coaching job after the season, right, Scott? Mm -hmm. Because of the new NFL rules, the Broncos would get two uh, third-round picks because he got promoted and he's a uh, he would be a minority candidate for that role. So that's the other, you know, uh, uh, ace yep. up the Broncos sleeve here. If the defense does experience a turnaround and they lose VJ to a head coaching job, Keishiguki, that's where you might get some comp picks. And two third-rounders, Scott, I'll take those for VJ ASAP. Yeah, VJ's your your most valuable asset right now. If you're if you want to play the comp pick game, um, let's see. We're getting close here. the uh, The second option, the second to last option here, is to find a trade partner. And uh, as he he says in this, I'll say too, we're not going to spend too much time on this. One, it's unlikely, and two, it's too impossible to try and figure out. Let's just say Russell Wilson has absolutely has zero incentive to agree to a trade for, for, for to anybody when he can just say cut me and I'll sign for somebody else where you could get some money back though is if when he signs for somebody else that money based on the language comes back to the Denver Broncos however it will be for a veteran minimum because he's going to want to sign for somebody he's already getting 40 million for this year period if he gets cut it's not like double dipping you ever been laid off for a job and get six weeks severance and you have another job in two weeks and you get paid twice um, if he gets a $5 million deal, that 5 million goes back to the Broncos. His total compensation stays at 40. So he has no incentive to do the Broncos a favor because he, like Derek Carr last year, as soon as he was getting cut, he, as it was, he's not going to take a trade cause he's going to get cut. Then I'm going to be a free agent. Why, why would I need yeah. to accept a trade and hurt my, the team I'm going to? And the contract is so prohibitive, Scott. Like in, in other teams' points of view, I'm, I'm making a leap here and assuming the flyer, the, the sixth or seventh round pick they would send to the Broncos for Russell Wilson, they would have better use for that just taking a quarterback in the draft with that sixth or seventh round pick and then wasting it on some guy they know is near the end of his career and on a, a huge contract that he's not uh, living up to. Yeah, the thing is, even if you were to trade him, you can the, the contract – comes with them but not the guarantees typically so you can just say listen you've already paid all these guarantees i can cut all i'm responsible for is your base salary and no guaranteed money so you could send me the contract and we'd agree okay i'll pay you five million dollars of this contract uh but and then i can cut him after the fact so um you're not going to get any cap relief with a trade you will get a cap relief when he signs for somebody but not very much and then the, the final option on here was, you know, if you just let it ride. If, if he's still there and he plays, 
And at the beginning of the season, I said, actually it was last year, it was under Nathaniel Hackett when Russell Wilson was looked just awful. I said that, you know, your your best option might be to mothball him. I didn't know about that March 17th, $37 million guarantee for 2025. Yeah. 2025. So all the money that you're already paying him, someone's going to have to kick another $40 million check if you decide to bench him and let him go. And oh, by the way, his cap hit doesn't change. His cap hit for 2024 would be $35 million, and his cap hit for 2025 would be $55 million. So you're better off just making the move now and not paying $40 million and deciding, hey, I can pay... Uh, what I say up to like fifty million dollars if uh, if we do if you do the exercise early, if you do the post six one designation, you could take a fifty three million dollar cap hit in twenty twenty four, and a thirty two million dollar cap hit in twenty twenty five. Take the damage now that you can afford, and you actually have almost twenty five million more dollars to spend than you would have in twenty twenty five if you if he was still on the team. That's a that's not a bad option. That is one year of cap hell. One. One year. Hey, you know, Scott, when Sean Payton was talking about it's not going to be a long, drawn-out process, it's a, it's a month later since he made those comments. And I don't mm -hmm. think, and again, I'm going to assume, I don't think they've decided if or if they're going to cut him. I think they've, they're deciding how they're going to designate the release and how they're going to eat their money and how they're going to split it like we're talking about. So I think it's only a matter of time before we see that move being official. Yeah, I agree. It would would that be how you would do it looking at these options? Do you think that's the best option for the Broncos? Moving on from him or taking most no, of the No, taking it more? taking it as a post 6-1 designation, taking the um the and it would be again, it would be 53 million dollar cap hit in 2024 and a 32 million in 2025. Yeah, I think you you have to do it that way, Scott. I think the way you laid it out was the way I'd go with as well. I think that would be that that's the way I think it would be because then again you're looking at a you're gonna have to clear a lot of cap space because you're already 22 under so you're about to add another plus tw minus 20 because the cap hit because of what Russell Wilson's cap hit is now versus what his dead cap it would be you're gonna have to come up with 40 million dollars just to break even um so you're not going to be a player in free agency but you can then it comes down to uh Zach, what are we doing with Bowles, Sutton, and uh, and Simmons? Are we trading them, or are we yeah. are we restructure? Are we ex giving them an extension and cutting their cap hit down to you know minuscule numbers? I think it's the same. They're all in the same boat. They're going to approach them about, hey, would you mind redoing your contract, or would you mind taking less money, restructuring whatever? And if not, and they're going to give, they're going to be for Warren Scott that. They're on the trade block or other teams are pursuing their services and the Broncos are going to pick up the phone. The Broncos are going to make phone calls, see what's out there. And I wouldn't be surprised. I don't see a fire sale coming where they're going to deal four or five players, but I do expect at least one or two to be gone uh, between now and the coming months. Most likely Garrett Bowles, you think? I think a receiver is most likely between uh, Sutton and Judy. Bulls are going to see what's out there, but I, they can't give him away either because when trading him, you're yeah, you're picking up the uh, financial relief. You're also creating another hole and a pretty massive one when you're already on the hunt for a rookie quarterback. You're going to take away the starting left tackle. I don't know. It's kind of a double whammy. Yeah, I think that 
bowls of those guys of Sutton, Bowles, and Simmons. Bowles may be the most important of that bunch, yeah. just because of the position he plays. Exactly. Um, so, but how replaceable is he? Is he the hardest one? Is he the easiest of those three to replace, though? Do you think Sutton's a pretty darn good receiver, and you got a you got a Pro Bowl safety? Garrett Bowles is a above average offensive tackle who's got a large cap hit as well. Um, do you think you know his? Do you think he might be the easiest to replace and save a bunch of money if you were to try and move on from him? You bring up a good point because this shows how poorly the Broncos have stocked the cupboard with talent, Scott, because they don't have a built-in replacement for any of those players. You don't have a replacement if, if Simmons walks. You don't have a replacement if Bowles walks. And you don't have a replacement necessarily if Cortland Sutton walks or is traded, whatever. I mean, Marvin Mims, he's not exactly ready as a receiver. Caden Cerns or P.J. Locke, they're not superstars in the making, I don't think. And who do you have at tackle? I really, you're going to bring back Quinn Bailey or Cam Fleming. So it's, it's an issue that goes back to the Elway years for me is not drafting well, not hitting on players and not having the second and third stringers uh, stock behind the, the starters. Rock Chalk Broncos coming in again. Thank you, sir. He says, my reason for sitting the rookie in 2024 is not having them play behind a depleted roster due to eating the whole 85 million in dead cap. So he's moving on and he wants a sacrificial lamb back there instead. Cause you're moving on from bowls. You could move on from uh, Ben Powers. His he, you could actually yeah. make a difference there. You're going to have a new center, a cheaper center. Um, right guard is still cheap and okay. And McGlinchey you're kind of stuck with for at least one more year. But you could have you could have three new players, cheaper players on the offensive line. I think Powers is probably pretty safe, but there is some money to be made there if you wanted to. Um, maybe play at the end of the season if they're out of the playoffs. Um, I get that. I get that. I just think. Uh, and, and Tim Durr, I see you on Facebook. He says, I thought Bowles refused to restructure last year. And again, restructure, I don't think, you know, Zach, Zach used a phrase, take less money. I, I'm not talking about taking less money. I'm talking about an extension, which is a slash restructure. Yeah. And no, Bowles isn't going to take less money. But if you give somebody an extension, you take what you owe them, which I think is about $18 million left on one deal. Let me see. Garrett Bowles has... He's got a $20 million cap hit, $16 million base salary. I can take that $16 million and convert it into a signing bonus and give him a two-year extension. If I'm going to call it 15 because it makes it easier. So I'm going to give him a $15 million. Now I've got $5 million, $5 million, $5 million, and then I can give him a $2 million base, and his cap goes from $20 million to $7 million. I've given him all his money. And now I've then I backload the base salary on the, the next two years and give me some more flexibility. So they're not taking less money. That, that you just you want to keep them for another couple of years. Or if you think they're playing at a decent decent level, and you give them extensions and you turn their existing contract into a signing bonus, so they get their money in the form of a signing bonus. You just stretch it across multiple years. So that's and and. It, Garrett Bowles, the the discussion, the rumors is is that has happened, and there's chatter, not any official reports, that that has happened. And he said, "No, thank you. I want to be a free agent. He'll get cut before he'll be a free. If he wants to be a free agent, he will get cut before he plays on this team with a twenty million dollar cap hit with only a four million dollar dead cap hit. You cut Garrett Bowles, you save sixteen million dollars. That is more likely to happen." 
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And Scott, you talked about absolutes earlier in the in the chat with you know people assuming a rookie is going to be Patrick Mahomes. There's also absolutes being made and, and generalizations that a quarterback the Broncos draft either absolutely has to play as soon as possible or absolutely has to sit for the entire year. It can be a sliding uh, a door with the quarterback, depending on who it is. If they don't feel they're comfortable with the with the supporting cast, the offensive line, the receivers, and if they have a rookie, then they don't have to play him right away. But at some point, I think we can agree that he has to get on the field to see what he can do and get those reps under his belt. The only the only thing I will absolutely agree on is you've got to bring in some some young blood. Yeah, what you do with them and the success that the success that they are going to eventually have. I have no idea. I have no idea. Now there's guys I like better than others, but how you develop them, that's one thing. And then some guys just flat out aren't going to be developed in the franchise guys, which brings me to Eric Holt. Eric Holt is good to see you. He says, I haven't been on in a while, but the plan should be to trade back and pile on picks for 2025 draft class that features uh, Sanders, Ewers, Beck, and Milrow. Those are all four quarterbacks, which will all be first-round picks again. And then, uh, you know, in that case, to get a bridge, sign Drew Locke or Jameis Winston. Um, why? I had this question with you last week. You know, a bridge is a bridge. You've already got a guy in Jarrett in Jarrett Stidham. Eric, do you think that Drew Locke and, or Jameis Winston would be a significant upgrade? Jameis Winston was on peanuts last year. I, I think he was still getting paid from a different contract. But, uh, you know, Drew Locke was a free agent last year and, and didn't get any starting offers and signed as a backup in Seattle again. Um, Winston was was backup in, in, uh, in New Orleans. Jarrett Stidham was signed with a possibility as an insurance policy that, hey, we need to be able to cut Russell Wilson. That's why he was brought in and given decent money to do it. Good luck convincing Drew Locke to re-sign with the Broncos. That's number one. You can't make him want to come back. Number two, Eric, we all have our opinion on what the Broncos should do. It sounds like you think the Broncos should just tank as best as possible next year, just forego any sort of quarterback prospect and uh, take their shot in 2025. There's no guarantee that any of those guys will be more successful or less successful than for that matter than any of the players in this coming draft. There's also no guarantee, Scott, that the Broncos are going to pick as high as number 12 
next year as they are now in a, in a range in the vicinity to get their quarterback. So again, it's Broncos country has two schools of thought. You either trade back and have a reclamation project or you go for the gusto and get your guy this draft and then start the rebuild in 2024. And the only thing that, again, when it comes to you, the quarterback, Eric, the only thing that I absolutely advocate for is you, you get a, a, a rookie quarterback this year where I don't know yet. But if you don't like the guy at 12, let's say you really like McCarthy. I, I don't I think 12 is too high for Bo Nix. I could get behind it okay, but I, I feel like that's too high. And we'll see what the Denver Broncos think when 12 comes up, if he's available. Um, I like McCarf McCarthy at 12. But if those guys are gone and you sneak into this, you know, I don't have a second round pick, so that becomes problematic. Fine. Take a flyer in the fifth on Michael Pratt. I don't care. But you, you know. Take somebody, and maybe you get lucky. Now, I'm probably leaning on Jared Stidham next year, and I'm going to look at quarterback again in 2025. I don't want to see. I, I feel like you have to come out of here somewhere where quarterback meets your board. Now, if I don't have a quarterback ranked in the top 30 prospects, I'm not taking him at 12. But if I do trade back and I'm at 25, and I got hey, here's here's my board, and it's about even here. I'm going to take my quarterback wherever that matches up between my evaluation and my pick, I got to come out of this with a quarterback, even if it's a seventh rounder. Yeah. Just maybe you get lucky. Maybe. But I, I've got to bring in a I've got to bring in a rookie this year. And then whether he's good enough or not, we'll see. Maybe you get lucky, but I'm in the quarterback business until I find my quarterback. And just because I draft one doesn't mean I found him. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Try it this year. If you don't find him, you know, forget it, then try next year. If you don't find him next year, try him in 2026. Try, 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 swing, swing, swing until you connect. The Broncos are not going to win anything until they get that franchise quarterback. One of the other things that people talk about here is uh, the, I don't know how controversial, what kind of a hot take it is that Pat Sertan could be moved as Rusty comes in. Good to see you, Rusty, over on Facebook. He says, we need to trade Pat Sertan. I mean, how many rings did Champ get? And we had a good team with him. Sertan is a luxury player. Sertan would be worth at least two first-round picks. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know. But it seemed like a huge overpay for Jalen Ramsey, but he is better than – he is more valuable right now than where Jalen Ramsey. Can you find a buyer – is it a hot market? Is it not? But he'd be worth at least a first and the equivalent of a first. And again, a, a cornerback on a team like this does seem like a little bit of a luxury. Um, if you're if you're in a rebuilding mode. Now, again, if you roll the stidham, you eat the dead cap and restructure, bring back basically all of your guys. The only guys you end up losing are Russell Wilson. Lloyd Cushenberry and Josie Jewell. I think you can end up being a a better team next year. I, I do. I think you can you can improve from year one to year two under under him. Um, then you want to hey we could knock on the door of nine and eight and ten and seven. I want to have Pat Sertan, and it's so funny. I just talk about. I see people Zach. Oh, it's insane! You got to be out of your mind. It's so stupid to even talk about uh, trading him unless you get. Well, yes, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about unless you get. Unless yeah. you get two first-round picks and change. It would have to be a knock-your-socks-off type of offer. It's worth 
exploring, Zach. A hundred percent. Listen, I'm not going to give Patrick Sertan away. And, you know, obviously my first, the best case scenario would be to have PS2 and a young rookie quarterback on the same team. But I think it's true more so than it's not that he is a luxury player and a, a shutdown cornerback by himself is not winning a team a championship. How good have the Broncos been so far in Patrick Sertan's prime? Not very good. Great player, but if he is the missing link, if if it, if he is standing in the way, Scott, of the Broncos landing Drake May, and Drake May in Sean Payton's mind and is signing off on it saying this guy will be a generational player or a franchise quarterback, he's going to lead us to greatness, and this is the one thing we have to do to acquire him. I'm picking up the phone. I'm listening and seeing what offers are being made to help me get to that resolution. String guy, you, you've heard me talk about this a lot. Um, could you use Pat Sertan in a trade to move up and get quarterback Drake May out of UNC? I've, I've talked about this on Blue in the Face, Zach, so I'll, I'll hear what you have to say. That's the only way you would trade up to try to get Drake May in the top two or three picks is PS2, who's your best trade ship. That's the only way. That's what I'm talking about, the missing link. If they got on the phone with uh, New England, let's say Drake May falls to three, they get on the phone with New England and they have the deal. It's Patrick Sertan is the missing piece to that, and you're Sean Payton, and you're sold on Drake May, then I'm listening. I'm exploring. But that is the only way, Scott. That's the only way they're going to even have a chance. And the way I see it is that – the three teams in the top three all need quarterbacks. So it's going to be really hard to get up there and get one of those quarterbacks. If you're thinking, okay, Pat Sertan in a first would be worth getting up for Drake May, then why would a team that needs a quarterback want to trade away the rights to Drake May? Because the Washington Commanders, the uh, New England Patriots, and the Chicago Bears are all in the quarterback market. So I just think it's going to be awfully, awfully tough Unless one of them thinks, hey, we got a window. We got a championship defense in New England. We just need the quarterback. And right. we're going to go spend $40 million on Kirk Cousins. And we're going to go get best prospect available or try and get four players. And, you know, if I can get – I can come out of this. I can sign Kirk Cousins to $40 million. I can add Pat Sertan to my defense. And I can get three first-round draft picks out of it. Who knows? We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see on this. I think it's going to be uh, really, really hard to get up into the top three to take a quarterback. Draft time coming, and he says, I'm all about trading back, though, and getting draft picks and get Spencer Rattler in the third round out of South Carolina and let him and Jarrett Stidham battle it out and in training. I think Jarrett Stidham is great value in the third. Um, that's, again, Taking a quarterback in the third round should not preclude you from keep taking another quarterback in 2025. Unless, you know, he, hey, he won the starting job and he looked awesome. But you don't want to Atlanta Falcons this thing and take a guy in the third round, don't play him, and put all your chips into his second year as a third-round pick and have him crap the bed. That's a bad way to do things. You want to then draft a quarterback until you make sure that this is the guy. Um, you know, you're a little more sure if you're willing to take a first round pick on somebody. Um, uh, but if you've fallen into the third round, then you're again, like I said, wherever your draft board meets your evaluation. If I have a quarterback at 75, he's my 75th ranked prospect, give or take. Yeah, you you gotta come out of this with a quarterback. And I think Spencer Rattler is a really, really good value in the third. 
Hell, to your point, you take Rattler in the third. I'm not even being precluded from taking another quarterback in the same draft in the fifth or sixth round. you you got to keep throwing darts until you land on your bullseye. I don't know if Rattler could be that bullseye. I, I like where you're going with this draft time because, like Scott said, you got to emerge with at least one of these rookie quarterbacks, but it's not my preference to wait until the third round when that talent level does fall down, Scott. There's a big window you know, there's a big gap going from Caleb and Drake May and Jaden to the, the Penixes and the Bo Nicks and, and McCarthy's. There's an even bigger gap going from the McCarthy's and the Nixes to the Rattlers and the Pratts and the Miltons of the world. I'd rather the blue chipper, the better. Yeah, I think Rattler's closer in there. So I think he might he might move up, he might sneak up into the second round. That's why I said if you can get him in the third, that would be I think that'd be really good value. And it's again, the farther down, it's all about probability. The farther down you slide, the less of a chance you're going to have of hitting. And just because you got him in the first doesn't mean you're going to get a hit, even if it's like, say, right. 60%. Okay, there's a 40% chance he's going to miss. Second round, it becomes a 40% chance he's going to make it. 6% chance he's going to miss. And it just keeps going down, down, and down. But, again, you you have zero chance of getting your quarterback if you don't draft one at all. Right. But the I don't, I, just, I don't want you to reach. If you move from bowls... And you are not able to trade down. You don't like any of your options at 12. You can get a really, really good offensive tackle mm -hmm. at number 12. And I can set that up and then get my quarterback. Hopefully, I can still work on getting my quarterback. I can draft one later. I can draft one again in 2025. I can keep working on that. But I could get my 15-year left tackle. You don't want to pass on that for a quarterback you're not in love with at 12. Or you can get an edge, you know, Von Miller's full-time replacement, or you can get maybe PS2's replacement at corner. The good thing about this is, Scott, the Broncos have so many holes, and they are uh, up so high at number 12. Any player they would take there would would help out and be, probably be an instant impact starter. If they trade down, it's more uh, it's the better to help fill those needs. You'll either get a quarterback prospect that everybody will disagree on at 12, or you'll get a, a very, really exciting prospect. Yeah. At a position of need, because um, there there could be corners, edge, offensive tackle, wide receiver, wide receiver. Wouldn't thirteen million dollars and a fifth round pick for Jerry Judy be nice? Sure. Speaking of some of that money you need, I don't, I don't necessarily want to see Cortland Sutton go. I'd rather see Judy and his thirteen five guaranteed money go and Sutton get a get a contract extension and, and knock his cap money down to five million in twenty twenty three. So we'll see. We'll see on that. We are uh, almost at 50 minutes already. Y'all have uh, the, the supers have been flowing. It helps keep us going. There was one other story on uh, I wanted to touch on. I saw some chatter in it in the uh, in the chat already. Um, let me see here. It was Eric Edholm and Chad Router. Um, they had they graded the Denver Broncos draft class at number 32 overall on NFL.com. Um, I can see that, um, you know, you start looking at the at the contributions or lack thereof, you start scrolling to some of the other teams and you're like, OK, well, you know, they didn't have a ton of picks. It was 63 and 67. But you start looking at the contributions two second rounders and you got seven starts out of Marvin Mims. Um, you got uh, four starts out of Drew Sanders. And some of those were kind of rough. Riley Moss was basically a wash. No starts. Then all the way down to round six, because you traded out of the middle rounds, zero starts. Um, Alex Forsythe didn't play any games. Skinner only played in two. That 
in a time when you really need your draft picks, you're not getting a lot from them. But hopefully, Marvin Mims and Drew Sanders take that big leap from year one to year two. You need them. And this is where I talked about the cupboards being kind of bare, Scott, with, with the Broncos not drafting overly well in the last seven or eight years. And yeah, I, I don't disagree at all with how they how they rank the uh, the Broncos draft class. They took a few chances with Riley Moss trading up, trading up for Marvin Mims. Sanders is looking like, eh, I'm not totally sold on him. Mims has a lot of work to do at receiver. And, you know, you covered the other players. And this is why I see the argument as well, Scott. If you're not, like you were talking about, if you're not 100% sold on any quarterback, whether it's Drake May or J.J. McCarthy, anyone in between, maybe end up trading back and getting some more draft picks and using those to badly fill areas of need and restock that cupboard finally. Do it the right way. The last first-round draft pick we talked about was Pat Sertan. It's time to hit. We need it. We need yeah. a new exciting first-rounder to come in here to get excited about this spring and summer. Um, Michael Ranquillo, he, he says uh, his his uh, Denver Broncos WWE Legacy Championship belt is here. I posted it on his Twix page. I did see that. It was pretty sharp, Michael. Very cool. And uh, he's about to send us off here. He says, great show tonight, Zach and Scott, on Mile High Huddle Podcast. Thank you, Michael. And go Broncos. We'll probably get a little bit more into the uh, – I'm going to block this person on uh, Facebook – Probably going to get a little bit more into the draft and the discussion on the previous draft and how the, the the draft picks, who can make a next step. We'll do a little bit of that on Broncos for Breakfast tomorrow. Otherwise, we're going to get out of here. Yes, we are. Another tremendous installment of the Mile High Huddle podcast. If you're not doing so, folks, please follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account at Mile High Huddle. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I'm at Kelberman NFL. And don't forget about Chad at Chad and Jensen. If you haven't, please check out our store to get MHH merch at MHHmerch.com. Also, drop us a like at Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle pod. You can find us on Instagram at mile underscore high underscore huddle. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure you're leaving your football priest and our Deacon Scott a five-star review for a chance to win some merch each and every single month. But if anything, y'all, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you, baby. Last word, Scott. Wanna Want to give a shout out to our super chat superstars today, David Yonkin, uh, Kay Shiguki came in several times, George Fox on Facebook, Rock Chalk Broncos, Draft Time, uh, Eric Holt, Michael Rancio, and of course, want to flash this red, Troy Boer. Thank you, Troy. Tonight's sponsor of the show. <laughs> Troy, thank you so much for that big time, big baller super chat that you sent us. Appreciate you. We're going to get out of here, though. We'll be back on tomorrow night. Talk more Broncos. Scott and I will see you then. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. 
For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.